What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Meet and Greet, episode four. Welcome back, REI Nation. Today, we have a very special guest on here. As a matter of fact, a family guest. That's right, a family guest. My cousin, Randy Fretwell, is going to join us today. So stay tuned throughout the entire time, and you're going to get a lot of great information. Randy spent his entire career working in the ship painting industry, and now he loves spending time on the water with his family and doing all the recreational activities that come with it. His passion, restoring homes to his vision, is his therapy. Let's dive right in. All right, you ready? Sure. You got your smiley face on? Are you, yeah, are you wearing your Make America? Got you got to be got excited about this thing. Now. <laughs> I, if you need to stand up and do jumping jacks right now, go ahead. This is your chance. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Hey, Randy. How's it going this evening? Just fine, Jonathan. How are you? Oh, man, I am doing good. Um, I've got the three kids down, I think. So if you hear them in the background, then that's uh, either the three um, five or seven year old. Whew. So if you don't have that issue. I don't think I don't guess. Yeah. Thankfully no more. Pass. All right. So, so it, for those of you listening today, Randy is my cousin and I've already introduced him, uh, before this talk right here. And he is doing a lot of great things down around Mobile, Alabama. Um, so let us know, let the audience know something about you. Let them know what they need to know about you, Randy. Well, I do the real estate investing with my wife, and we do it as a side business. We both work in outside sales, and we have really not nine to fives, more like nine to ten jobs, so it allows us a lot of free time, and we can go work on these projects and look for deals. We're grandparents, so the kids are out of the nest, and we got a few, and we started doing this about four years ago. So I hear you got a little, so free time is where you're saying both in outside sales, both in outside sales in okay. different industries. So how, um, how long have you been doing this then? We started, it was almost four years ago that we started this kind of not intentionally, but we needed a, a second home closer to our kids and the grandkids and our parents who are getting a little older. So we looked for a place closer to them and um, just kind of fell into flipping. And uh, so you, you got your, you got your, you're doing the side thing with the real estate and then you got the outside sales and you needed a second home. Is that what you said? Yeah, that's originally what started us in this was not the intention to flip a house, but to have a, um, we actually lived in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Most folks know where that is. And close to the beach. We, we were on the beach, but apparently. Oh, that, you're making me jealous here in Birmingham now. <laughs> so, but, you know, we liked the place and wanted to keep the place, but we needed somewhere closer to North Mobile County, which was over an hour away with our kids and parents. And so we were looking for a second home and had a little money and, uh, actually discovered that we could start flipping and have us a second home that was paid for. And that was the original motivation. And we currently do have a second home in Mobile. Actually it's on Fowl River. So we have a property on both sides of Mobile Bay. We can boat from one place to the other. 
And uh, we were able to wow. pay for the place on this side of the bay by doing the house flipping. Get out of here. That that gives me a lot of hope, you know, because um, I've got three young kids now, and I'll be 41 this month. Um, and I always think I waited too late. You know, I missed the boat or something like that. You know, you see a lot of these younger people that are in their 20s. I talked to a guy on the last episode. He's 24, year old, 24 years old now. Um, and he's been doing it for a few years, and he's in an apartment um, flipping, I guess. So, but I feel like I've waited too long, and maybe you're 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 kind of helping me out. And maybe I haven't waited too long. According now. to my math, you've got another five years left before you even need to start. <laughs> well, I feel better already. Then we can hang up right now. <laughs> Just work. So, so you said that you do the flipping. So, is that a specific area? Have you ever done anything else? Um, really it's, I actually years ago, um, I started, I thought the path was rental property and that was retirement probably when I was in my early thirties and I had a couple of properties and I built the property to rent. Um, and later I discovered that it tied up all my capital. I still have those rental properties and it's good and they'll be paid off for retirement. Still have mortgages on a couple of them, but uh, they're cash positive. And to really make money, you need to be able to cash out of the properties. And it just took me a little while to to figure that out on my own. But, uh, I think the, the end game is maybe turn back into rental properties and have that cash flow for retirement. Um, or either owner financing, but right now it's, uh, you know, build up as much capital as you can to flip as many homes as you can. Strictly flipping then. Okay. Then, but you still got the rentals on the side, I guess right now. Still have the rentals and I we'll keep them. Although I'm not fond of them. We... <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't <laughs> ask you about any tenant stories then. That's, a, that's another podcast talking about tenant stories. That's it sounds like you're having a story, but, uh, <laughs> they, they, yeah, for the most part, written, you know, you make money off of it, but, it's a, it's a slow return on investment. Uh, uh-huh. You know, most, most investors are looking for maybe 15% return on their money. But uh, when you're flipping homes, you need one to 200% return annually on your investment. So you have to work at it, but it's a lot more lucrative and you build more cash to do more. Understand, understand. You know, I, I listen to some of the stuff and it's like, you know, if you can get, I don't know, 20 rentals or 30 rentals, you know, but you got to have the cash to get, you know, to a certain point. You got to cash have to have that cash to start, but then you need cash to keep moving forward too, I guess, to accrue all those rentals. It, you do. You have to have a. You have to build that capital, and um, you know what we did originally is we had some cash, plus we tapped into four hundred one k that I had. Uh, okay. You know, to get our first deal done, and then you know paid it back, and uh, then we were off. So, so give me an example of one of your favorite deals, something that, you know, one that maybe you enjoyed over the years or something like that. Uh, give us as much detail as you want to give on that. Break it down for us. Your favorite deal so far. Well, actually, the best deal that I've got, um, we've, we've done three homes for three of our six children where we wow. bought homes, rehabbed them, and then sold them back at the cost we had to our kids. And recently it's a home actually this year we did for uh, one of our daughters uh-huh. and we were able to pick the house up out of HUD HUD home okay. store if you guys don't know 
it uh, a lot of times when they initially go on the market out of HUD home store, it's owner occupant only, which my daughter was going to be the occupant. And they require the owner to live in the property for one year. Well, we were able to, this was a home not far from me. I, I know my market. I know my area. I know my cost. I woke up the morning. I got hit by an email. This property was on it. And I said, this is unbelievable. This house is $24,000 and it's easily $100,000 house as it fits. Easily. So I went to look to verify and sure enough, it was just a bad listing and they happened. They're bad listings. They had done some comps apparently on some area that was depressed, not far from here. The only recent sales there were. Um, So yeah, we were able to pick up the house for 25,000. We, completely went through the house put another 25 in it it's a three bedroom two bath with a big 30 by 40 garage big carport acre and a half surrounded by two hundred fifty thousand dollar homes get out of here so we were able to get them in that house turnkey for fifty thousand dollars wow so you know that's a great start for somebody that's 23 years old i would say yes so you said hud hud home store hud home store is that a website or is that just it's a website where um i'm gonna have to put that in the show fannie mae freddie mac they sell foreclosed homes but they're okay you can also buy them as a investor or an owner occupant usually when they're first on the market uh if it's financeable some Mm -hmm. of these houses are too damaged or something to be financeable but uh, you can go in and make an offer and uh we were just, wow. you know, I, I think I offered a hundred dollars more than the asking price, and there, there was multiple offers. And typically, what you get with a lot of people is people will lowball, and you know, think they're going to go a little under. But it's all right. about knowing your market. You know, I knew it was terribly underpriced. I knew there was going to be multiple bids, so I went in a little high. Yeah. So you know what you got, and offer and over the seller was probably like, "Yes, that's great," you know, yeah. because they didn't realize, "Wow, don't get into that." That's amazing. It was on huh. Two days. That was it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so outside of the hood, how do you find people or find houses um, that are free and clear? Are you able to find houses that are paid off and need, and they're trying to sell? Yeah, typically the houses that I'm looking for are not houses where you have owners that are offering them for sale it's usually some type of foreclosure some type of investment group that has the houses and i religiously every morning i'm scouring my market for houses in my price range and i know everything that's coming on everything that price dropping and i ride and i go look and i check out and i do comps on these houses so I know what's out there, and if and typically with the foreclosed houses, most realtors that are covering them for um, banks are gonna monthly drop the price by a certain amount on a house. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly, if you got your eye on the house, you know it's starting to get to the right price range. You know it's fixing to drop. You you've been watching it, and you go in right before it's dropped, and you offer the right price and you get ahead of those multiple offers that they're going to get when they do it. 
and they're in a position where they'll take that offer. Yeah. So, so, uh, so when you say scouring, what do you mean? Are you doing Zillow or are you doing yeah, I, access I to MLS? Or? I use Zillow more than anything because it's easy mm-hmm. to zoom in on the comps. You know, right uh, there on one site, I can uh, do recent sales. I can, you know, zoom in on the property, look at the recent sales, and see if that neighborhood or that street, what the values are, what's recently sold. I mean, none of them are accurate. Right. But it it can give you a quick idea if it's something you want to go look at and dive into it a little harder. That's a great action-taking tip because I think that a a lot of us, you know, get bogged down in all the different techniques and – and how you find stuff, but you just go into Zillow, you know, and it gives you rough data. And if you know what you're looking for, it's right there in front of you when it comes about. And you're just zooming in on using Zillow or Google Maps, I guess. Maybe. It, well, it's a combination, and you can click over. You can put the address in uh, Google Maps. You can do a street view. Quickly look down the street in the area and see if, you know, if it's a bad, depressed area or something that looks decent. It can it can sort them out to see what you really need to go put your eyes on. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what is something that we don't know about your area of expertise? Give us a valuable tip, a tool, or, or a tactic, something that you – outside of Zillow now because we know you use Zillow now. Well, it's really – knowing your market it's really keeping up with everything i mean you've got to be more in tune than the realtors in your area with the market you're dealing with and only stay in the market you understand Mm -hmm. and you know once you get outside of that your risks go up dramatically because you you want to make sure that whatever you're doing that you have plenty of comfort room for profit in case something goes wrong, there's an additional cost. And when you're outside of your comfort zone, that market that you know inside and out, it's getting risky for you. And I don't like risk. That, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you said that previously before we got on here about focusing. And I, now I'm, I'm envisioning that, that circle on the map. And you watch that study. Oh, as soon as it pops up, you've been in that circle long enough, you would, you understand where the deal's at. And that's a deal right there. And you're able to pick it out right at that point. You're able to go make that's, that deal immediately. As soon as you identify yeah. it, you're the guy in there aggressive going after closing the deal. And, uh, cause, cause it's competitive market. There's other guys that are doing the same thing. They're watching when it, when a property hits the right price, it's going to be multiple offers all over it. That's outstanding. All right. So, so what's the one thing that has you most fired up today about real estate? In five years, I can quit my day job if I wanted to and do it oh, full okay. time. Let's just pause that right there and replay that. That's, that's pretty amazing right there because so many people come into real estate, you know, and they, they quit too soon or they, they get frustrated and they quit because they cannot find that deal. But once you, you know, are able to focus, what I hear you saying, focus on your area, you know, stick with it, don't give up. And the good things will come back. And in five years, you're talking about retiring just because of real estate. Just because of real estate. Although I won't because I love it. I, I, right. I love doing the real estate. And I'll, it's something that I can continue to do. But it's not going to be because I have to do it. It's because that's what I want to do. Just exciting to get out there and make it. And you've only been doing it for a few years now. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, too. if I'd have known so when successful. I was younger. I'd <laughs> There's the word right there. Okay, and somebody would have loaned me a $50,000. Well, all those <laughs> money that we spent, you know, well, that's another story too. 
so I was talking to – I'm going to go off the record here for a second. I was talking to a guy this past weekend, um, and we are talking about his kids, and he's got three kids, and they're getting ready to go to college. And half the house wants them to go to college, and, you know, and he's like, why don't we just write them a $100,000 check right now to seed their, their future? You know, if I give you fifty or $100,000, what can you do with it right now? Was what he's trying to say. So yeah, hindsight, hindsight, hindsight. Yeah. Okay. Most of them's just gonna buy a bigger car. Well, you know, I've been guilty of that too, Randy. I can't argue with that. <laughs> it, it takes it takes a few years to gain some wisdom. You know, well, give it and give them some guidance. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, even once you give them guidance, sometimes it's still. <laughs> All valid points. You know, I'm 41 now. Whenever I was 21, I wouldn't have done anything good with $100,000. Nah, I just needed me to talk to me back then. That's the only way it would have yeah. worked. Oh, you yeah, need to put that in show notes, too, <laughs> at the very top. All right, so let's slip into the final round here. Uh, what was hold- Before you got started, what was holding you back from becoming the, um, the real estate entrepreneur that you are today? It was really just confidence in myself. It was mm-hmm. – uh, you know, I think I've always been able to build things, work on things, and, you know, I've got an MBA hanging on the wall, so I should have some business wow. knowledge. Um, but I never had that confidence in myself to go out to look at the deal. I always made it more complicated than what it was, and that was mm-hmm. what held me back. I think if I read another book, if I le- listened to another lecture, when all it was is it was just simple. Just get out there, figure out what the market is, know what you got to do, maybe take a little risk with your finances, and do it. That 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 was it. It was just making it too complicated. That's what held me back. It's, it's that fear that keeps us. And once we break through that fear, we realize, man, it's not that bad over here. You know, everything I thought was going to happen really was a lie. Yeah. You know, or it could have happened. Overthinking it. Just overthinking it. You just not uh, having enough confidence in yourself to go make that move. I think we're all in that same boat. Now I just need more so, cash to do more things. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're heading in the right direction anyway. Yeah, we are. So so what's the best advice you've ever received? I reckon the best advice is don't take advice from a people who have not achieved what they're advising you on. There you go. If Get around people. If, you, if you're around a winner and you see a winner and somebody that's doing it, you can take some advice, but if somebody's not and they're just talking about it, you can probably mm-hmm. pass on that advice. So that's <laughs> basically knowing what advice to take. Uh-huh. There you go. All right. Surround yourself with good people then that are doing it. Action takers. It's that people are that are doing it. Yeah. Okay, then. There you go. All right. What, what do you think a, a personal habit, if you've got any good personal habits now, something that's contributed to your success? My habit is I like to work. I like to, you know, my job and for years has been a desk job behind it. And I like to do things, to see things. And uh, I love to take these old houses, these old pigs and shine them up and uh, see a new family move in. them. And uh, I just like getting up and going to work. It's, it's, uh, I don't go to the gym. I don't pay, you know, I go to work to make money. Yeah. But I get a workout, you know, painting and doing roofs or whatever I'm doing. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's so it's it's that hard work. That's that's the habit I have. Is I enjoy working. That's good. That's good. You know, and you said you enjoy seeing people move in. You know, serving other people almost. You know, even though it, it is a business and it is to make money, but 
you know, you said you like seeing people move into places that you fixed up. It, it is. It's uh, nice to see that family get their first home or their new home and knowing that you, you did it right for them and you know that you're confident that you're, you know, giving them something solid that was done right. That's outstanding. <laughs> so, so what's an internet resource that you'd recommend? I live on Zillow. Live on Zillow. There it is again. Okay, then. You know, I've been on, you know, whenever I, I, I first started trying to wholesale houses, and that's exactly where I went first, exactly what you're talking about doing. I made call after call after call, but I hadn't mastered my market yet, like you're talking. Well, you know, so, an, another thing, and just a quick point on Zillow, is a lot of times when you're searching, and, I, and I've been trying a technique, I hadn't actually got it, but, you know, you can sort by the newest listing. Mm-hmm. Go to the end of that and look at the oldest listings. Yep. Those are the people that want to sell that house. And if you want to just drop some offers in on something there, you know, they're ready. Sooner or later, I'm going to grab me one of those jokers. I know there's some fellas down there just itching to sell something. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to get it. I know what you're talking about on that list. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, this is a pretty common question. So, if you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? You've probably read a few of them trying to get started in real estate. Which one stuck out to you the most? The simple little book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. No oh, man. It just, there's two ways to think about life and making money. Uh-huh. And it's simply explained in that simple little book. That's, that's good. You know, I'm reading, I haven't read that one yet, but I'm reading The Cash Flow Quadrant. And I think the first part of that kind of breaks it down about how, you know, we, we're, we have a mindset you know, and it kind of shines light on it now about how, you know, you're either paying out, you know, or you're getting things that are paying in. Yeah. And there's, uh, you know, that's what anything you buy. That's, I reckon I got in that practice several years ago. 